0: And use the code PEACE for 15% off today. I'm Michelle, recovering yeller, control freak, and perfectionist. I didn't want to be a connected parent but my strong and smart oldest daughter would not succumb to my bribes threats and manipulations after years of control parenting i threw it all out and started over i doubled down on the idea of connective parenting and turned in time out for time in it's taken me years to figure out how to unknot sticky situations without using punishments but i've finally cracked the code and now i can help you create the relationship with your child that you dreamt of having when you first decided to become a parent It's not easy letting go of star charts and bribes, but you can change. Listen in as we interview parents just like us who found success and hear from experts who will help us better understand how to form a deep bond with our children. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. Hi. I'm Michelle. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I have a lovely guest, Dr. Siggy here from Instagram, and I adore her Instagram. She has the best dialogues. She has really good posts. You have to check her out if you haven't. And we are going to talk all about autonomy. And so, Dr. Siggy, will you just introduce yourself? Yes.
1: Thank you, Michelle, so much for having me. I'm happy to be doing this. Thank you for the credit. Yeah, of
0: course. I love your Instagram. Thank you. Yes. So I work with families
1: and children and I've been doing this for many years. I have a lovely, beautiful office that is really a playroom inviting families and children to interact, to be at ease to go with the flow. And I sit there with them. We talk and discuss everything that's going on in real time. And so children can feel very safe in that surrounding and they get to experience actually this process of growth that everybody's going and doing at the same time together. So it's not just them being put on the spot as the problem, the troubles and so on. Other than that, I teach
0: college. I write a lot. Oh, you're doing it all. (laughs) I want to go to your space. That sounds amazing. Thank you. Thank you. It is. Yes, yes,
1: I like it. And I think families and kids love it as well. They feel comfortable.
0: Yeah. Where can we find you on Instagram? So it's Dr. Sigi, parenting expert. Yes. Everyone Um, find her. She's great.
1: Right. There's a website as well. There's a course on it. This is the other thing that I'm working on is the next course that will be for the next age level. I have a course for toddlers right now, but it also gives a lot of ideas on just my approach, my way of explaining things. Yeah, which helps.
0: Yes, you have a great way of explaining things. Very practical and accessible. I love it. Thank you. So, we're going to talk about autonomy and just how do we give our kids autonomy? What is autonomy? What does it look like? And why is it so important that our children have it? So, we're just going to dive in. And I think my initial thought on autonomy is I read this the other day that kids are born with autonomy. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, that's so right. But when they become our children. And when we become parents, we have this huge sense of responsibility, I think. And we think we have to curate their life and make sure everything's perfect and they're learning everything and they're getting the right food and they're make, they have their, they're clean and they're taken care of. And we get very, I know for me, I got very preoccupied that I had to be this perfect parent. And so I went into this deep, almost control that I had to control every aspect Very true. Yes. Yeah. So
1: I totally understand what you're saying. And I recognize how many parents feel that same level of responsibility, immense involvement in their children's life and the weight that they have in terms of, right, like their future and their capabilities of being out there in the world. So autonomy is ingrained. It is part of our development. So is codependency. So as human beings, we cannot actually survive alone. We're Mm -hmm. born into this world 100% depending Mm
0: -hmm. on
1: others to care for us. So that dependency creates that codependency of how much is not enough or too much. Yeah. While autonomy is also part of our development because of individuality, Self-reflection, the ability to have and recognize the self, right? We look in the mirror and we know it's us. I speak and I know it's my voice. I touch something and I recognize I have a sensation. That all represents the self. And humans have that from the very beginning. So I think that what we're talking about is not how to have autonomy. Children have autonomy. Right but define exactly what it is and how to foster the growth of it.
0: Right. Yeah. I think it's the scaffolding of it because when you get an infant, there's very little autonomy, right? You're in charge of everything. And so I think we start there and then it's hard for us to begin to scaffold this, like letting go and giving our kids responsibility and giving them places where they can have control because we also don't want to over control them, that doesn't feel good. And so I think it's a hard process for a parent to go through. Absolutely, Very difficult. Yes. So I was thinking about it and I was thinking like, what things can we help them be independent around? And I think for me, a lot of stuff that came up was the idea of taking showers and picking their own clothing and picking their own food, all the things that we were, are very in control of when they're little, that we can start to give them choice around, which really helps them feel good about themselves.
1: That's true. Now, think like that, that when we say autonomy is ingrained and is part of our development, children are born with it. They don't have to be given And autonomy is not necessarily all external. It is partially external. You're absolutely right. So parents can give that. But what I'm saying is this, from the moment they're born, they have autonomy of their feelings, sensations, needs. So think like that, that when your child is crying, your baby's crying and you're like, what's the matter? What's going on? What's wrong? It's almost like, oh, you're crying. I mean, yes, I need to figure out what it is that you need, but it doesn't mean that there's something wrong Wrong. with that.
0: Yeah, that's what I want every parent to recognize. I like that. That's so good. And I think this idea, too, of punishments, that punishments squash kids' innate autonomy, that it might keep them from realizing or coming into their own autonomy because the punishments or the control or the threat or the bribe or the whatever, keeps them from actually experiencing their own internal voice and own internal wants and needs. It's true. Mostly punishments
1: bring up shame and guilt. Yeah. They touch on those emotions that also we have them naturally. Mm -hmm. It's not like we make our children feel shame and guilt. We are born with that. We feel shame and guilt. And in some ways it is important and relevant. We're supposed to, but punishment Touches on that and maximizes Precisely. it it's yes. so much more. Yeah. And that overactive shame, your shame, right? Like, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. This is not okay. And that guilt of something's wrong with me that I acted this way and made, uh, you know, I got in trouble, which to most kids means that they made others, their parents mainly angry and upset yeah. at them, is not necessarily the right thing. So, back to that autonomy first and foremost is over emotions. We have absolute autonomy over our emotions. Why are you feeling this way? Why avoid it, ignore it? Like all these things don't make sense. They're incorrect and actually not helpful. So, first and foremost, make sure that you understand your child's emotions are completely their choice. It's okay to feel however you feel. Maybe we can walk them through. As they get older, maybe we can talk about it in many different ways to give them perspectives and options of solutions. But we don't want to hinder, to oppress, to avoid, to disregard these emotions. And mainly, we don't want to shame and guilt children for the way they feel. Yeah. So that gets confused with actions, behaviors. That's what parents need to have boundaries, rules, restrictions. Which are first and foremost for safety. Right. I often say you, your main role is to keep your child safe and alive before
0: yeah. anything, right? Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Those are my rules be yes. kind and be safe. Right. <laughs>
1: it's like, that's it. It's true. So when you're not letting your child climb on the kitchen counter or throw a hard object against a window or a person, it's not because it's bad, you're bad. And this is not our rule. It's because it's dangerous. Yeah. First and foremost. So, my job is to, like, whoa, uh uh-uh. uh, I'm not going to let you do that because, yeah, you can hurt someone else, but you're also hurting yourself. Yeah. So, I'm going to stop that action, but not by guilting you as if you did something bad, but by showing you that my first main role is to make sure you're safe because
0: you don't know how to do that. Right. And I think when we avoid the shame or the embarrassment or whatever, we allow them to feel their own because like you said, shame is already internal. So we allow them to feel their own internal shame or embarrassment or feeling that they did something wrong. We don't need to, like you said, compound on it and make it worse because we already have those things innately. I like Very that. true. Yes. Yeah, so good. That yeah. is so good. Okay. What other things about autonomy can we discuss? Yeah. So now we look at what you
1: said earlier about take showers on their own or pick up their toys or help in the kitchen or right, set the table, open the door for me. I mean, whatever, you know, if my hands right. are full and I have, you know, so yes, we can definitely introduce them to that kind of family unit that supports one another. Right. We do things for each other. That's one of the
0: concepts. What is your thought on like forcing kids to apologize or forcing kids to share or forcing kids to greet other adults when they don't feel like they're kind of ready to? I think some of that is related to autonomy too. Absolutely. So force is the exact opposite of autonomy. Right.
1: So we can't, when I say force, I can enforce, I can encourage, I can train and teach and model. I can do all of that. So I can say things like, yeah, I can't force because I can't get that hi or bye out of my child's body. I can't. So what can I do? Just make them feel ashamed for not doing it. No, I can instead say, I can say it's hard for you. Here's what we just say. Bye. We say hi. And you know what? Little by little, you will learn to do that. So let your child know that they're in the process of growing. It's not a done deal. If you didn't say hi now, this is it. No, you didn't say hi or bye now or even thank you. Okay, sometimes it's hard to learn even the simplest thing, but I have hope. And I know that learning is a process. So I'm allowing you to get there a little bit at a
0: time. On your own without being forced to. And I think it's, you know, kids have to decide who's safe in their world. Is this person safe? Do we just because mommy or daddy says they're safe? Are they really safe? Maybe they've got to figure that out on their own. And that's giving them good opportunity to listen to themselves and listen to their instincts and evaluate people and it's a good learning opportunity for them, even though it doesn't seem like it. They're probably internalizing, OK, this person's OK this time. Maybe next time I'll say hi to them. It's true. Yeah. But also, I think that often we're
1: confusing to them. So don't talk to strangers. Yes. I right? <laughs> say that very early on. But then we talk to strangers constantly. I mean, I talk right, I yeah. stand there at the checkout counter. Hi, how are you doing? What's going on? How is your day? I'm chit-chatting? Yeah. And my kids looking and going, who is this person is this the she's right so stranger friendly is, to?
0: <laughs> which strangers are the okay strangers, but it's hard, right? right? So I think it yeah. is an opportunity for them. And if we force them, like we said, to greet everybody, are we robbing them of this opportunity to learn about people and interactions and what they can rely on their internal clock? Right. So first, maybe the command or the instruction, much
1: like with share and all that, yeah. um, say, hi, is unclear to children don't talk to strangers is very understandable to us but not to them because we think a strange well yeah we're not even gonna what's a bad person right we're not right. gonna go there but it's really not clear to them so because the thing is that young children can play in the part with another little boy or girl right that mm-hmm. they have never met before Don't know their name, have fun for one hour running around, walk away and say, My best friend. Yes, (laughs) right? Yes.
0: Are you looking for ways to parent without yelling or threatening? Do you crave to understand connection and how to use it in everyday practice with your children? Is remaining calm a challenge and staying away from shame hard? I can be helpful. I've been there, and I've also helped so many parents overcome their parenting challenges with my one-on-one programs of either six, eight, or ten weeks. We dive into what's specifically difficult in your own family, and I tailor ways to help you remedy them using connection instead of conventional parenting methods. Go to www.peaceandparentingla.com forward slash private hyphen sessions, and find out more about my private one-on-one courses. I'd love to see you there. (laughs) I think the instruction should be, don't talk to strangers when we're not around. You know, it's like, that's a better instruction. Please don't speak to people you don't know unless you have a good adult with you.
1: In a way, that is true. So yeah, don't revisit this whole, don't talk to strangers. To say I need to explain it a little more. Maybe, yes, when you're on your own, but yeah. then, yeah, I mean, we want to teach them that if God forbid they're lost, right, at Disneyland or somewhere like yeah, who to go to. I would say this: the best is to actually avoid. Don't talk to strangers altogether. Yeah. I'm here, like teach you maybe how to be safe if we go out in public and yeah. who really to go to. Yeah. But other than that, I'm basically helping you recognize who we talk to and how, right?
0: If you're a can you go to an employee, somebody with a badge on? And just, there's all kinds of bigger discussions. I think that one phrase, don't talk to strangers is just too simple. There should be a discussion about what safety is. And that too is like something that that's part of their internal learning and autonomy too. Right. So back to, do we force them to say hi or bye? I tell you what, I know that children
1: are raised in an environment where they absorb the culture. We don't always have to like plant it inside their head. They're watching. So if your child doesn't say hi and bye and thank you to, you know, even grandma right now, give them a little time. You say hi, bye, and thank you. Everyone is interacting. They will get there. They will do it. If you don't actually push them, shame them, guilt them, they'll probably do it at their own
0: pace quicker than you actually think i think so too what about what's your take on i know there's been lots of discussions i've had in my own community about bedtime and showering i have a lot of clients who have older kids and it gets to that point where they don't want to go to bed and they don't want to take a shower no, Actually, no kid wants to go to bed. I'm not a really wants to go to bed. That's but, very true. Yeah. And it's what's our role and what can we do to help them try to figure out what does it feel like to go to bed too late and feel bad? And can I figure out my own self-regulation around bedtime and showering? Yes,
1: absolutely. Very good question. It goes back to what you said in the beginning, how we actually train them or help them become that self-sufficient adults that they're supposed to be. So basically what we can do is from the very beginning, tell them that all these things we tell them to do now, go brush your teeth, put your plate in the sink. Yes, take a shower, go to bed, all these things. We are doing it now until they can do it on their own. Yeah. The moment they can do it on their own, we're done. Now, the thing yeah, is, yeah, we don't have done. to wait till, yeah, <laughs> we're done in some ways. yeah. But the thing is, the children feel like I brush my teeth because you tell me, yes. and that's also confusing. So yes. we want to reframe that. Okay, sweetie, listen, you will brush your teeth morning and night from now till the rest of your life, whether I tell you or not, yeah. you will still do that. The same with go to sleep. Yeah, You know, it's kind of like go to bed is sort of like this bad thing. Sleep is something your body needs. Mm -hmm. It's not me telling you it's me doing it because I take care of you right now. But, you know, the moment you can take care of yourself, you tell yourself, go to sleep. You tell yourself, brush my teeth. You tell yourself, I need to pick up my toys because then I wouldn't know where they are. Yeah. So that's part of how. Autonomy is being used as their innate ability that we are like unveiling as opposed to planting in them. Yes. I don't make my child autonomous. I help them recognize that they, they have, have it. it. Yeah. And it's gradual, little
0: by little. It's like,
1: yeah. oh, I will always brush my teeth, not just because you tell me. Yeah. Yeah. And with the exactly. too,
0: I feel like there's this whole idea of that we have to make our kids do their homework when it's it's their homework. They have to decide if they're going to do it or not. That's their decision. And it really gives them this control over their own kind of learning and understanding. And I feel like when we make them do things too, that thing we're making them do gets diminished. It's not that important. It's like, I'm doing it for my mom. I'm not doing it for myself. So it's not intrinsically motivated. So it it loses importance in their world. I feel like the more we can just kind of let go a little bit and let them explore what feels good, what doesn't feel good. They didn't turn their homework in on Thursday. Oops, the teacher was mad. Is that an okay learning experience? Like where can we let them also fail in these you know, or kind of flub around in these activities before they really learn where their line is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a very good point. You're right. So do we let them fail? Yeah, I I think so. so. Little, little (laughs) Little failures. Yeah. It's like you have to bite your kind of like tongue and go, it's okay. It's a learning. So Yeah. You didn't do your homework. You know, I didn't do my homework. The teacher got mad. Uh Uh-huh. What do you want
0: to do about it? Yeah.
1: I don't know. I always
0: say to them, how did it feel? No, it didn't feel good. I'm like, well, what what are you going to do next time? You know, and those questions instead of you did it wrong, you're in trouble, you didn't do the homework, you're shamed, you feel embarrassed and all this stuff we can just actually let that mistake be a good experience for them to learn on their own where we don't have to impose this. I feel like we feel as if we need to teach them everything everything exactly as if they can't learn on the own. that's right and that's why
1: when they ask the same question over and over and we think each time we have to give them the same answer yeah i already told you can't have another cookie uh, they know so you can actually already show them you are intelligent really cookie now yeah <laughs> you know so the kid is Yeah, I know. I'm just kind of testing my mom. So it's not about the real question because it's not a real question. Yeah. So by the way, back to school, the whole thing about who is school for? I'm doing it right. And learning, it's kind of like, oh, I'm always going to learn. And learning is everything. Learning is, I mean, I watch TV. I learn something. I play with my little sister. I learn to cross the street. I learn about colors. I learn about science. I learn to cook. So many things are learning. Yeah. So we tend to also sort of restrict that. Got to go to school to learn. Oh, you're learning all the time. School yeah. is one part, one way of learning, but it's not mm-hmm. the only. No. And if you ask young children, I can tell you, parents, you can ask your kids today, why do
0: you go to school? And each and every one will say, because you make me. That's right. (laughs) That's so horrible. And everything compulsory, I feel like if you have to share, if you have to go to school, if you have to take a shower, if you have to do all these things, they just lose all their essence. Yeah. And I want to say, look, you're right.
1: I make you. It's true. We make you go to school. But oh, but school is
0: actually for you. Yeah. If we We allow it to be for them. Yes, we, we get do so, that. Yeah, we get so worked up about the grades and the tests and the they have to do this and they have to do that as opposed to just letting it be what it is. It's a good learning experience.
1: Yes, so think
0: like that
1: often. How yeah. can you, if there was a, to do list of I have to, that kids feel like you say, Michelle, they have to, have to, have to. Yeah. Anything on that have to list that you can actually transfer to I want to.
0: Yes.
1: I have to brush my teeth. Hmm. Maybe I also want to brush my teeth. Yeah. I have to go to school. You're right. I have to go to work. I have to pay the bills. I have to clean my room. Maybe I also want to because it
0: serves me. Yeah, I like that. And maybe that's a good way to say it to them. Do you want to brush your teeth? Yes. Maybe not always, right? Let's be
1: realistic. Oh, yeah. I don't always want to brush my teeth. Of course. But if I more recognize that I do want to because it's for me, not for you. Yeah. Then that's I like that thing. And that's-, that's so motivating.
0: So good. I like that. Do you want to brush your teeth? And they might say no. And then you'll say, okay, well, well maybe we'll do it later then. Well, you can say, okay, the idea is that you're not always asking
1: them, do you want to do that? Because yeah, you're going to get, of course, who wants to, you know, do homework? No one does. I'm saying it's more like in the concept of you have to, you have to, you have to, maybe you also want to. So look, you have to brush your teeth no matter what, but maybe sometimes you want to. So it takes a bit of that heaviness. Yeah. Yeah. And so I can say, we're going to brush our teeth. You're going to go brush your teeth. I don't want to. You're right. You don't always want to. Sometimes you want to, I bet, because it feels better. So you think you still have to. But maybe sometimes you want to. So you're like, yeah, I want to brush my teeth. It's a good, I want to go to school because I want to
0: learn, not because they make me. Yeah, I think we get stuck there too. Just like getting all the tasks done. You know, the parents, they want to get all the tasks done and do it now and do it quickly and efficiently. And I think we get stuck there and there's bigger meaning to all of these tasks or things that our kids need to do. Yeah, I like that thinking. Yeah, so good. It's very true. Yeah. Any last advice that you would give parents around autonomy or just parenting in general about giving your kids the ways to scaffold their growing autonomy? Yes.
1: Use their ideas. Use their way of thinking as part of how we brainstorm, how we learn, how we actually grow, not just listen to somebody and follow up on what they tell us to be. Mm -hmm. So use a lot of I'm thinking or I have a thought do you have a thought? I bet you do. I have an idea. This is an interesting idea. Hmm, Not a great idea. Do you have another one? Let them know that thinking is a process. It's not like a button you push and everything is right there readily available. You got to go through some effort. You have to experience, you have to learn from experience. So utilize those natural abilities. Do also self-reflection. To me, it looks like right now you're having a hard time with sitting down to do your homework. I can see that you're having a hard time. Every time I tell you to brush your teeth, you're like resisting. You're like, no. Do you see that? Can you notice that? It's almost like that pause and awareness, mindfulness, like, oh, because when we resist someone, we're so in that mode of fighting that we forget why we're even fighting yes so make them yeah help them kind of recognize what's a real cause to fight we don't we shouldn't fight about everything all the time that's a waste of energy and why they're fighting what is really so you don't want me to tell you to brush your teeth or you don't want to brush your teeth or you think brushing teeth is the worst thing ever or
0: yeah let's think about that it's a good thing to think about right and it's also is brushing teeth close to bedtime and they don't like bedtime. Like there could be a whole host of things going on for a child that we don't necessarily. And also are we sticking in with the fight? Why are we fight, fighting with the child about the brushing with teeth and where's our mind in all of this too? And where can we all loosen around it? So it doesn't have to be so tight. Very true. And yeah. You know, exploring the whole go to
1: bed, kind Mm -hmm. of like it's again, I force you to go to bed. Mm -hmm. No, sweetie. I actually help you do what is really, really right for you, which is sleep. Sleep. Yeah. I don't make you sleep. You need to sleep. That's just how we're born. (laughs) You have to sleep. I just make sure that you get what you
0: need. Yeah. That's so So, good. I love that reframe. Yeah. Reframing is is...
1: it's important for us too we have to kind of rethink our own like why am i like you say why am i so stuck on that i don't know it's on
0: my checklist and i gotta get it done and everyone has to have their teeth brushed or we're gonna go to the dentist and our whole brain goes in a bad place and it's hard it's a lot of responsibility for parents and it's difficult very true Thank you, Dr. Siggy, for coming on my little show. I so appreciate it. And like I said, if you haven't checked her out on Instagram, you should. She has the best. She does a lot of videos and she explains a lot of things and how to explain things to your kids and how to talk about sticky situations and how not to get stuck in your head and get so strong and want to argue and instead have a conversation. So you have to check her out there. Right. Any, and anything else, Dr. Siggy? I just want to say, on the website
1: drsiggy.com, there's a lot of downloadable material there. There's a lot of much more extensive videos they can watch and stream for themselves and go back and see them over and over. So, um, right. yeah, check right. that. It's also
0: a great resource. Great. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. Siggy. Thanks for joining us on the Peace and Parenting podcast. And we will see you next time.